Let's go check it out. Yes. Yes. Okay, here we go. Mm -hmm. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. All you sports fanatics, people, all of you. Thank you for tuning in. We are back to She's Sporting 2.0, which is the extension of She's Sporting Like That, which is coming soon. Oh, no, maybe it's already here. Have you been watching? <laughs> yes, we are here today. It's a brand new day. I hope you in, you're starting to enjoy the season. I'm not going to date myself, but are you enjoying your current season, whatever current season you are in? It's okay to say it. It's winter time at the time of this recording. Today, we are going to get into a serious topic, a controversial topic. We're still going to keep it light. Don't worry about it. We're going to be keeping it light. But of course, I'm with my illustrious host, the star of this show. The reason for the season of all seasons. The Glamour Puss. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the voice of She's Sporting 2.0, Jessica Mason. <sighs> hey, everybody. How's it going out there? So what's been going on with you? I've been relaxing. This was a great, relaxing holiday. Yes. Um, I spent most of it gobble, grading. Gobble, gobble. Yes, hint, gobble, hint. gobble. I spent most of it grading midterms and then getting my tires fixed on my car. You know, I had to take advantage of that Black Friday deal. They had to buy two, get two free. Oh, I know. So I had to take, care, take advantage of that. If nothing else, I did that. I did that and then bought myself some boots. I needed them for the winter. Other than that, I stayed out of the stores. You know what? Let me tell you. I, I just had to see what it was like to walk the Best Buy. Why? Do you, you mean you actually got into Best Buy? <laughs> yes. The last time I did that on the Black Friday, it was an L listen, in the outside of the store. We didn't even attempt to go in there. Listen, you know what is, what, what's interesting about Black Friday is everybody's walking out with these monstrosity boxes, <laughs> you know, of flat screens. You know, it's bigger than them, <laughs> and they're carrying it, and everybody's looking for the taxi or the car. Because you can't get on a train with that. No, you can't. You, you can't. You cannot get on a train with it. But it's funny watching everybody walk out. And it's like, you know, I want, a, I want a smart TV, too. It's the new rage. I do want a smart TV. I think it's dope. But inside, it's like, it's like rush hour traffic in Times Square. Have you ever worked a Black Friday before in retail? No. And you I don't are, ever. No. You are blessed, okay? No. It's no picnic. I've no. Done it six years. I, listen. Six times, yes. I've, I've, I've watched people get stressed, tense. It's almost like, you know, there used to be a saying, you know, if it was in the dead of summer, hot, and it's crowded and everyone's trying to get something, it's like, that's not the time to be playing around with folks when it's hot. No. And everyone's trying to get stuff and there's a holdup. That's what Best Buy was like on Black Friday. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because, and I knew that there just came a moment where I had to get out of the store because people were just kind of bumping into you. <laughs> and it's like, look, okay, let me, let me. I'm not here for it. I'm not here for it. Let me go. I'm not here to buy a TV. I just wanted to see what the safari was like. You watch anything good? Mm, you know what? Um, I did. You know what? I watched old stuff. I'm a nostalgic TV person. Bonanza. That is my show. Okay. 
Okay. Some of the best writing on television. Uh, I'm, I'm jealous that I didn't create that show. <laughs> I'm jealous that I didn't write that show. David Dortort, shout out to him. May they all rest because most of them are, are passed on. But the show is just so good. It's just, it, you learn a lot and it's just action packed. It's one of the best westerns. Gunsmoke, Bonanza, Big Valley. Those are my three. And then, yeah, I, I forgot the one that Steve McQueen starred in. I think it, I forgot. I forgot. He's a bounty hunter or something like that, but that's also very good. I'm, I'm that type of person. Watched the Brady Bunch. I watch. What else did I watch? They had this all on the um like no, marathons this weekend, or you was on listen, streaming? I was streaming. Okay. I was on YouTube. I was I was watching all these. I was watching the Cosby Show. Yeah, I said it. Hey, listen, that's good TV. That's good quality TV. There, listen. If nothing else, uh, binge watching. I got my niece because it's very really hard for me to get the young sometimes to watch some of the yes. stuff that we yes. used to watch. But um, I got her. She was on her way to college and she was nervous, so I got her to watch uh, a, a different, different world. world. Right. Yes. She finished it in a week. Yeah. She ran through every season in a week. Like, she binge-watched yeah. the hell of it. So, here it is. When I came back, so I said, so how do you like the show? She goes, oh, I'm done. And I loved it. And she'll go back and watch it again. Again. And she said yeah. that. She goes, I think I'm going to go back and watch it again. And, and you know what? Here's the thing that kills me. I know in light of everyone's opinions, but people kept saying that the Cosby show was not realistic. It's like, the show was totally realistic. I think that was the point, to show that there was, like, yeah. there were black folks out there who were doctors, who were lawyers, that were married, that had a stable household. Right, but... They, they, and that you didn't need to have that. Like, there was also that on the middle and lower class level as well. But like in we, terms of the situations that each of the kids went through, we all went through that. Let me tell you something. The only thing I thought that wasn't realistic was the discipline factor. Yeah, that, yeah. Because not for nothing, Theo and Denise did some things that my mother would have torn my butt up for, No, okay? no, no, no. <laughs> How about Vanessa? When Vanessa Ooh. was getting... <laughs> They show Claire getting in her face one time after she lied, and I was like, "No, I guess they, no." My mother basically hands would have was would have been around my neck. Thank you. And they were. It was not child abuse. It was just a mother who's gonna get into her child's stuff. So okay. And, so, and the show didn't last long <laughs> enough for us to see what teenage Rudy would have really been like. Oh, and yeah. I think the fear of teenage Olivia would have been too much for us to endure. Too much. Okay. So with that being said, we've caught up. What are we talking about today? Well, one of the reasons why I had asked you was because I spent most of this weekend binge watching and catching up on stuff that I actually wanted to watch. And so we were on hiatus. Yes. I was on hiatus from work and I had did my schoolwork. So I yes. thought that, I, that had earned me some TV time. Yes. So um, one of the things I had binge watched was the Shut Up and Dribble <gasps> documentary series. Yes, yes. Take that with a Yes. Gulp. Are you serious? Awesomeness. Yes. That's, there's nothing short that I can say for that. Hashtag awesomeness. Yes. Shut up and, and dribble. dribble. Thank you, Laura Ingraham, for coining such thoughts. My thing is, and I've always had, I don't know. I wasn't always LeBron's biggest supporter. Right. But within the last, I want to say, even from the time that he went back to Cleveland, I have been on his side. And not so much just because he went back to Cleveland. It's because I was beginning to learn of everything that he was doing off the court. Yes. And you cannot have so, like, I had so much of appreciation for him as a human being. Not so much as a player, but as a human being. And as as we said, mentioned once once before on one of our shows, as one of the dominant players of the NBA today, I give you that credit. Sometimes I thought he just wanted to 
Yes. That was my <laughs> issue. Like when you be in Miami, you take a tap and you be itching for the um for the refs to send you to the line. Like, dude, you're a big guy. You're gonna get hit. Yeah. Suck it up. P- pretty much. Pretty much. Okay. Well, what was the document? T- tell us about the document. Well, they basically broke it down into um, three different categories, uh, three different parts, and basically highlighted the players that made a difference, the players that didn't show up, shut up and dribble, the players that actually came out and used their celebrity to make a difference. Like, okay, all eyes on me, so I'm going to take advantage of all eyes on me, and I'm going to make a difference, especially, not just make a difference, but there were so many injustices, so yes. many that at the time that I wasn't even realized, like, I knew of the injustices, of course, but there were some that I didn't even realize. Like, for instance, um, it was mentioned by one of the players that they didn't have a doctor. The doctor would really? not, if they got hurt, they didn't see it. The doctor wasn't there for them. Like, wow. Yeah, wow. So here it is. I just played and hurt my ankle, and I don't go, the doctor don't come and take me off the court and help me. Oh, my goodness. And that was just one. And that's a major one. I'm like, you don't medically take care of this investment yes. that you just made? If a nothing player. else, like, as, from my own standpoint, I just made an investment in this player. And he got hurt doing what I'm paying him to do. Yes, I need to fix this in but a it, timely fashion. Like, but, even if, damn, damn who the player is. But just, wait a minute. Because then, like, just that standpoint blows my mind. Well, it not only blows my mind, but you know what I'm also thinking about, too? What if you were permanently done? You're just done Cause you, and that, that's, what type and of that's insurance? The, and that's what the player side. And that's on the player side because here it is now. I'm done. Have you paid me enough to sustain me so that I can? No 401k. No, no insurance. Just that, let's, on a side note, I think that's one thing that players nowadays need to, if nothing else, show due respect to the players that came before them because they fought very, very hard to get some even it cost them their careers yeah for them to for them to step up and make this announcement and make this like no we're gonna stand for this and and the first highlight that they brought up was bill russell oh yes let's talk about him for a second what did they highlight in in this particular piece on bill russell um well first of all you know the integration of you know the african-american play yes. into the nba that was number one mm-hmm. how he had changed the game in terms of defense at the time because nobody was really playing the way. And first of all, and basketball itself wasn't played that way. And when he would come in and say, no, I'm going to come in and steal the ball this way. I'm going to come in and do it this way. Yeah, It's like, uh, no, we don't want you to do that. And the fact that he was doing that in college, they're like, yeah. they didn't want him to do it then. But somebody had an eye on him. Boston was like, oh, no, no, no. We're going to take that. And yeah. we're going to win with that. And sure enough, yeah. they did. Yeah. Didn't they widen the zone because of him? But they didn't because ma- he was so he was so tall and he was so big because he was I mean he was a big guy so but didn't they widen the actual because there was nobody like him physically in the league at the time I, I'm i not going to speak on that because I can't recall and I can't I, recall whether or not they mentioned that in this particular oh, okay. case either yeah but then they went on from there to him coaching oh nice and then him speaking on like uh, they had did an interview like could you be you know fair and subjective to the players like all players and not just black players yeah. Are you going to change the way you are now now that you're moving from player to coach? No. Mm. And and I loved it because it's like they he stuck to what it was that they were asking. And the fact that you asked him yes and no questions, that's what he gave you. <laughs> and, and you know what it is? It has to be that this whole idea uh, is about the humanity of being an athlete. Yes. So, I mean, because, again, I mean, I'm going to jump ahead. I mean, if you think about everything that Serena's been going through, 
I mean, <laughs> talk about shut up and dribble. Um, everything that she has been going through. Everything she, from from the day she decided to pick up a racket. Yes. To the fact that they're questioning her gender. <laughs> Which is nuts. It's nuts. I mean, it's like, wouldn't you, didn't you guys figure that out when she was in braids with the beads? Didn't you figure out that she was a girl then? Anyway, I, I, I digress. I don't want to digress. Go back to, did they mention, with, with the documentary, did they mention... Um, other, I mean, did they just stick with basketball, obviously, or did they go into other players? Because obviously, well, no, no, they stuck with basketball for the first two parts, and then when they got to the third part, that's when they incorporated uh, cabinet. So wait, football. Oh yes. Um, how many parts is it? Three. Three it's, parts. It's three parts. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what is it? An hour long or two about hours? About, no, it's about fifty minutes each. So oh, okay. About an hour. Yeah. Okay. So stop and dribble. Yes. Thank you, Laura, for and, and inspiring. That, and that, to me, take the piece away for a second here. The fact that this is how he responded to that. Yes. Oh, oh, oh. Classy. Very much so. Very, uh, it it Very shows much so. the caliber of the player. And, and, and that's another yes. thing, because as much as I love, as much as I love magic, and, and have respect for Michael. Of they course. also highlighted what I do love, and I say those two names because it's like they also highlighted the plays that did. Yes. And the plays that didn't. That's always very interesting now, isn't it? Because doesn't that bring in the whole, if just the concept of the $40 million slave? So I guess it depends also how you view yourself. Because don't you remember when... Uh, Barkley had did they highlighted when Barkley had did that um the Nike commercial. Yes. And and they did and he spoke on that and he was like, you know, he felt that in the black community we were doing a disservice to our youth by giving them this impression that they could grow up to be entertainers. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, black folks are not just entertainers. There are prestigious doctors. There are lawyers. There are dentists. There business are teachers, owners. Business owners, exactly. He goes, and you actually have more of a possibility of achieving one of those more so than going to be an athlete or a movie star, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And granted, he goes, do you know your kids admire me and love me? Yes, I get that. But if I make a mistake, I hope you as a parent are you know up there enough to let them know like listen that was a mistake and what he did was wrong in spite of the fact that I am the quote unquote hero well you know it's interesting because they focus on the fact that he just simply said I'm not a role model and they they're, they're, the ideas that they're saying well I don't want to be responsible with my character like he's trying to give himself an out to just do and be whatever, but I think again, that's knowing yourself. Not to say that I'm thinking that he that, that he that he's done that. I'm saying they're not highlighting what you just said, right? And but this is what they showed in the documentary, and he oh. and again, and I took that verbatim from him. This is Barkley's own words, and I have a, t- a ton of respect for that because again, but at the same time, you it goes back and forth because again, he that to me is one taking a step of knowing who you are, right? You know who you are as an individual. You knew who you were before you picked up that ball. Right. And you're not going to let the industry change who you are. Therefore, I'm letting you know up front who I am. Yes. Now, at the same time, I also feel that somewhat, to a certain extent, not fully, but to a certain extent, considering what the community has been through, what we continue to go through, yes, you as the African-American athlete do have somewhat of a fundamental responsibility to, if nothing else, reach back and let yeah. the youth know. 
yeah. you know, what's up or what's going on. And everybody has their own way of doing that. You know, some go to schools, you know, and speak. You know, some donate. I don't even know how many people LeBron put through college. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? So everybody does it in their own way. Exactly. And that, to me, was Barclay giving his. Yeah. Like, baby, wake up. I need you to be realistic and live in the world that we live in. Right. And a powerful note to come out like that in the 90s, no less. Yeah. 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 He did do that. And it's it's so interesting because, like now, when you think about how, what happens after. We're going to do a show on what happens to the athlete post their career. Or once they, you know, after the injury, once they leave. That's always the hardest part. We never, you know... We see certain aspects or certain athletes that go into media because they because sports and entertainment is basically the same thing, mm-hmm. but they go from one mode of entertainment to another to I guess either to stay employed, to stay relevant, what have you. But no one ever talks about that. I mean, you know, when we think about Muhammad Ali, you know, we celebrate him. We lo- it's easy to love him now because, in my opinion, he's not a threat. He's not a threat. We, we love the legend. We love Martin Luther King now because he's not a threat. <laughs> he's not a threat to the status quo. But back then when Muhammad Ali was taking his stand against the Vietnam War, oh, he was so vilified. He was uh, a criminal. He was hated. Pretty much like Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Well, but, each athlete had that. Of course they, of course they um, <laughs> you know, they highlighted... You know, that historical event when Holly came out to speak yes. and the athletes that stood behind him. Yes. Kareem was one of them. Yeah. Jim Brown was another. And and you know what? Bill Russell was right there by his side. Like, I'm right here. I, you know what? Here's the thing. There's got to be... Did they show that... I didn't realize this, but there's footage out there of a press conference that different athletes came together. Like, I think they were... They might have been all football. But I think... All these different athletes were taking a stand in the 60s. And it was different athletes. Jim Brown being one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't think of all the others, but it was like Kareem was on that same panel. And you're going, wow. They all took a stand. So, no, they weren't just quiet. Did they Did they happen to They highlighted highlight- that. I, I, I think we're talking about the same event. The same event, so right. yes, they did highlight that. They- because and even how Kareem... He maybe maybe looked or he was felt so small amongst the names. Number I think at that time he was still in college. He hadn't even he gone was still in college. Oh, he, he was just a baby. Yeah, and, right. So, but he stood up front there, put his whole career on the line. But I as think far the cli- but the climate is the '60s. So right there, mm-hmm. the climate and there's so much going on in the '60s, like the, the civil rights movement, King, X, yeah. Mega Evers, the Kennedys. The Panthers. The Panthers. <laughs> Vietnam. So, exactly. Like, there was so much going of on course. in the 60s. So this was the time It was potent to, to do, do that. Right. Now, at the same time, I, like, Kareem, I give you all the respect in the world because you were taking a big risk. A yes. big risk at the time. A risk that I'm not upset that he didn't take it. I'm upset at the way he went about it, which was OJ. Because not for nothing, I feel like him being amongst that crew would have just been the icing on the cake if he yes. was sitting right there with them. Because, you know, people... But people at the fr- same time... I feel like a piece of me also, piece of me feels like, okay, again, this is the 60s. Yes. So if he does that, goodbye Heisman Trophy, goodbye draft, goodbye career with the Bulls, with the Bills, goodbye your Hertz commercials, all the rest of that, goodbye. Because people, like, for, listen, you know what, when they did a 30 for 30 on just OJ uh, and the whole thing going up to the... I'm not black, I'm OJ. Well, 
even if you go before all of that, when you deal with his career and how beloved he was. That was a risk I can see him not wanting to take. Because again, so Ali was beloved. so loved. And, and again, I remember when he was beloved. Now, again, would you not say Ali was beloved? Oh, absolutely. And so like you said, when he pulled that stunt, well, as some would say, the stunt. Yeah. Of not, and I'm like, yo, that's a stand like no other. As far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And he was a conscientious objector to the mm-hmm, Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. And there's a part I wanted to highlight so bad, and I'm dying to find this character, this this player's name. But uh, this was after the, I believe the Bulls had won their first championship, right? And they went to go see Bush at the White House. Oh yeah. And so you so it's recent, and you know what I'm talking about. The gentleman wore his his ethnic clothing at the White House. So you said Bush, Bush number one. Bush number one. Oh wow. Okay, so we Daddy Bush. Okay, so I said when the Bulls won. Oh, the first one. Oh, okay. They I'm went sorry. To, they went to the White House to go see that Bush 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 Senior. Okay. And this particular player came up, and again, he was speaking about like, okay, how do we make a stand? How can we do this? He goes, had he known what he knows now and going back, he would have, because he had approached Jordan, we got to do this, this one, we got to do this, and nobody was down to do it, so he decided to do it himself, and he did it on the visit to the White House. Going in with his all white ethnic garments, and, and trust me, he stuck out. There was no way that you could not notice that. <laughs> so, now I was still a youngin at the time. I didn't pay attention to the, the to the white to the White House visit. I just knew that the Bulls had won that year, and that was that. I um, I'm trying to figure out who that might be. And then all the years of them doing that, and then in part three, because I believe this took place in part two, and then in part three, highlighting how. You know, Golden State didn't really want to go, and then how Trump uh, revoked uh, Curry's invitation. Um, let's see. So, I'm we're actually, you know, what we're doing. Um, we're sitting up here and we're trying to figure out who this person is. Um, and I, I see a name right now. And for those of you, yeah, go go ahead, slam the comments with, because we all know that when people get into the comments, I always love it. When people get into the uh, the comments, they they love to correct whatever we're wrong about, and that's okay. Um, it, are we correct? Now you? No, I don't think so. That's not the guy. That's not the guy. Uh, okay, wait, wait, wait. This might be. Yeah. So we're we're check we're we're doing some slight uh, fact checking right here before we because we don't want to be wrong. A lot of times when we're speaking on this podcast, you know, and you know me, I am the um, the 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 person who will instigate, um, and I will be the person who will um, I will be the person who will express my opinion based on my general knowledge my passion but I'm not the guru not like our glamour puss here I know you know what it was too I typically watch stuff a couple of times so that stuff like this sticks in my head but because I was binge watching I only had time to watch it once no I you know and I had so much other stuff to watch too so I mean um you said okay so uh it would be under George Bulls player uh, wears what African clothing to the White House when when uh so that has got to be it. Okay, so um, but it didn't say it in that other piece, right? 
Hold on, hold on. Didn't say the name. That's it, yes, that's it. That's it. I got the picture. That's him. Didn't say it. the name. So it's Craig Hodges. Yes. Craig Hodges. And the sad part was that his career would ended after that. Like the Bulls bought him on for one more year and he noticed, he even says it, I'm starting, he goes, I'm noticing, like, I'm putting up the points. I'm doing my part, but somehow I'm being X'd out. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay, so here's pictures. Oh, look, we need to scroll down a little bit more. Sh- should we do this? Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay, so it, it's really interesting how when you do take a stand for what you believe in and again there's this constant um there seems to be this constant question you have to ask yourself you have to constantly ask this people there's the first amendment Mm -hmm. okay where does the first amendment begin and end because if you're working for someone well what are they paying you to do? Are they paying you to do their bidding? Are they paying you to be yourself? Do you have a right to apply the Constitution of the United States and all of, any of the amendments to yourself while you're working for someone? I'm just scrolling down. You guys can tell me when I can stop. Well, you know what? I think that's a, um, in regards as if the organization or the company has those sort of clauses if not i feel like you should be free to do just that but okay i i'm, I'm gonna click on this article right here huh okay so, black lives matter how speaking up course hello yeah and so that's my that's the point right i mean listen like Kaepernick wasn't the first for his career to go down because of this if nothing else i say it was definitely the fastest but yeah um it, um, I mean, but was it faster than Craig's? <laughs> you know, well, because once, well, once the season was over for the San Francisco, they did not. And I think in doing that, if I'm not mistaken, was his last year when he did it. Correct because, on his contract. Because when you look at Kaepernick, and you look at the the timeline for when he first did, because this was just 2016. Well, I, no, for the duration of which he played, yes, he uh, uh, Craig had more uh, years in the league, no doubt, but. They couldn't X him out right away. Right. That took a year before that could happen. Right. Kaepernick happened right away. I feel like as soon as that season was over, that was done. You never put on a uniform after that. Yeah, because he started kneeling in 2016, and of course now it's right. 2000. So no. From, so from, he, from, he didn't, yeah, because he didn't play. So I don't no, think I don't he played s- this past. No, no, he didn't. So he didn't play ter- this past season. No. So in terms of, and he didn't play last season. Yeah, he didn't play so, last season. So in terms of the longevity of his career, yes, and he put a lot on the line this early on in his career, yes. Um, and they was able to X him out fast, I feel like, because of that. Well, not even so much because of that. I feel like they just X him out at that point. When he decided to make the stand, it took him a year before they can get rid of him. Yeah. So that's a, a different story. But again, when you you, you took a stand. And I th- that was part of LeBron. I, I, I took away from the shut up and dribble. It's like, oh, you want me to shut up and dribble? But we haven't been shutting up and dribble. Yeah, we never have. So, sorry, not going to happen. Well, because, okay, this goes back to a previous episode that we did on morals, character, the whole idea of of having a morals clause, you know, as an athlete. So, you know, again, where, you know, where does the First Amendment start? Where, where, where do you take the constitution? Where, where does your American citizenship and your rights begin and end? Because, and also what falls under the First Take away freedom of expression and freedom of speech. What else falls under the First Amendment? Uh-oh. 
She's asking me a question that I don't rightly know. I, I've read the First Amendment, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, the right to pray. The freedom of religion, yes. The freedom and, of religion. And that has Uh-oh. also been incorporated Uh-oh. within not just the NBA, but other you know players too. But, you know, in terms of bringing your faith into play. Now, I, I'm going to butcher this guy's name. Muhammad Amadou, how we out there? Uh, let's see. Let's see if we can get it here. Uh, okay, Muhammad Abdul Ruff. Ruff. Okay, I wasn't sure how that last one. So Muhammad Abdul Ruff. He refused. To well, stand. Mate, this is back Mahmoud, in the '90s, late '90s. He refused Mahmoud to stand. Abdul Ruff. Yeah. Yeah. He refused to stand, and they highlighted this in the documentary also how he refused to stand for the national anthem. And after a while, like, he was getting a lot for it. Like, you're yeah. playing, but, like, you understand it's just your faith or what have you. But, you know, you're um, getting paid American money and you're doing this. Like, yes. So they suspended him without pay <gasps> for a number of games. Wow. And he agreed to stand, but he was going to do it his way. So you see that picture? Yeah. And so he's praying during the National Anthem. Yeah. And you know what? And he but was under- the number one player. At the time. Oh my goodness! But and here, so, yeah. in spite of all this, this is for the Nuggets, and you, in spite of all this, in spite of the fact that the numbers are there, and this, you, you're not gonna win without him, and da da da, and this is what is gonna. Okay. Okey I mean, but, but, but that's the way I look at it. But I mean, isn't that interesting? Because here, here's what we're talking about. We're talking about that right. Of freedom of expression, right? The right of religion, the right to assemble, the right to. So, but here, here's here's where the where the conundrum is. The conundrum is this: he's that's what the American flag stands for is his right to do those things. That's what's so crazy about it. The the American but when flag. It, but when it we're fighting. For the flag, for your right, to, for him to be able to pray the way he wants to pray. But now, when you're, it's all. But now, I guess it looks as contradictory at the same time because it's not American way. It's not the way we do things, quote unquote. Yeah. What is so, America? Okay, so it's the way I guess in which you decide to take your stand. Well, and whether or not the NBA is going to allow this. Now, that's one thing they did highlight within the documentary that the the NBA has been more likely to bend. More so the NFL has. Oh, definitely. Well, that again, let's understand that the military and mm-hmm. the yes, NFL are now in bed right. together. So, so, so again, I mean, and even but then certain things that they also had because again, when the game started to change, they didn't like like the NBA didn't like when change was coming into play. Well, it took a little. It, they went fast. It took a little time, but they moved with the changes when the time came. Yes. What, a little fa- a little after the time came, but when they realized, okay, we're going to have to do this, especially in terms of making money, because it was a time when nobody was watching basketball. It was too black. They didn't like it. But when Bird and Larry, Larry Bird came into the play and the Boston and Lakers started, you know, yes. going back and forth, that, ch- that changed everything for the NBA. But, you know, here's the one thing that I understand, that even in spite of everything that you just said, one of the things that I understand with sports fans in general white black that tends to go out especially today it tends to go out the window because it's like you said when when real sports comes into play and it's exciting they will watch and they even if they have those feelings they'll watch because they mm-hmm. love 
the game. Sports is they love the game. And I think during that time, that was the beginning of that coming into play. And I think Bird helped that. Like they used to refer to him as the Great White Hope, even though he didn't see himself that way. Yeah. But at the same time, I seen your face up in black play. I mean, black barbershops. Yeah. So at that point, that was the beginning of it. Didn't matter. Yeah. Bert was. He is the classic. I've seen black. I've seen black boys wearing your jersey. Yeah. So I mean, at that point, I think that was the beginning of it. Didn't matter. It and doesn't then, matter. And you, you, you would see dudes at the forum wearing uh, Magic's jersey and Kareem's jersey and the yeah. rest of them. That after I think that was the beginning of color. Didn't matter at least in terms of the fan. It was beginning. And then on top of that, remember a whole new generation is coming into a fan base here. Yeah. And majority of them, especially if you was born anywhere between I think 1970 and 1990, race wasn't coming into play at that point unless it was brought to you. Yes. So. Again, that's that was again. I agree to what you're saying to mm-hmm. a certain extent in terms of race because it, it damn sure was there and it was pertinent to how the player was treated and played and yes. had to deal with. Yes, in terms of the fan, race was was slowly coming out of play. Like that didn't matter. It was a matter of how you played the game and whether or not you was gonna bring us that chip or not, and you know how yes. it was going down. And especially for a place like Boston, I think that slowly that that nothing else and and it's sad because of their history and the concept of the game that they were slow the city itself was so slow afoot to come on board with that you, you get, for instance, i watched the 30 for 30 did you watch the 30 for 30 for the, the lakers versus the celtics no Whoa. i need to, i need yes. to binge that i need to binge yes, that yes you do yes you i know did. that's i know that's a tight one right there At, well, well you lived most of oh it oh my god i did so, but they that go, was the, that was they go back. They go back to when sports was exciting, then. and they had just won their first. The Boston had won theirs, and back to when the the Lakers were back in Minnesota before they even brought oh them to LA. Like they God. went back, and I, I learned a lot from there because I didn't realize. Like I knew the first black player I played for Boston, but I didn't realize that how much had gone with that. Yes. So Boston, you incorporated the first black player. Mm-hmm. You're the first ones to start five black players. Yeah. First one to have a black coach. Yeah. Your band is in the garden. Your Boston oh. Garner proved that. Yeah. You brought home, what, I think about five or six championships in a row. Yes. And they couldn't sell out again. That's craziness. I mean, it, it's... They're bringing it, the city of Boston so championship. ironic. That is so ironic to me because... Mind you, you the Bruins, their hockey team, who's in last place? You sell them out every night. You know, it, it, isn't it interesting? I, I, you know, you, I'd say dichotomy. I, I, I want to invent this word, trichotomy. The whole idea between race, politics, and sportsmanship. And people know how to compartmentalize. They can admire and love an athlete, but then when it comes to race and politics, it gets a little fuzzy. There and might, religion and religion and religion. Can't, can't that things too. will shift. It, so, hence. Shut up and play. The idea is, no, I just want to see you entertain me. Shut up and dribble. But all this, but when it comes to, and I always say say this, I think it's interesting how these players, particularly black players, how the thing that they love you for, shut up and dribble, the physicality of being tall, strong, robust, athletic ability is also the very thing that can get you arrested and killed. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think there's just this schizophrenic type way that people approach sports and athletes today. It's it's 
Because if you, okay, so let me just jump for a second. If you take somebody like Tom Brady, Tom Brady don't have to go through none of that. No, not at all. Unless he gets into a domestic violence situation. Because And even then, I think that's handled differently. It'll be handled differently because he's all-American. And what that means, all-American. He's not there to just entertain. He is a symbol. But again... And I'm not taking anything again, from Tom again, Brady. He's, at, he's, he's but again, look at the sport. Great he, football Look player. at the sport he plays for. Look at the sport he plays. Football. What did you just say before? You can't have that in the NFL. No. So, again, it will be handled differently. And... And that's something else they highlighted in the NBA as well. Oh because, wow! Because, for instance, um, like we all know, the 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 people's player, the people's champ, never got a ring, but we know who he is. Mm-hmm. We talked about him on a previous show. Yes, we did. Can you say the name? Allen Iverson. Let's say it again. Allen Iverson. That boy not only changed. First of all, you made players have to step up. Like, I got to get on the treadmill and practice running. Yeah. Because I got to keep up with this buck here. Yeah, because if you can run, if you can rebound and you can run. Like, again, when I played basketball, if you were, if we played against a running team, that means that physically they could run at high speed for, mm-hmm. you know, an hour. We usually lost to that team. Always. Always. We never won because you couldn't keep up. You couldn't. That was one thing the coaches had us doing. I hate it. Running, if, running, exactly. running, running. I'm like, I if you're focused on this. shots, it, it's no, it's you're not done. enough. You're done. Exactly. You're done. So, and but he didn't just change the, the the physicality of the game. He changed the look, yeah, of the player. He changed the look of the game. Yes. Okay. When he put them corn rolls in, yeah. Forget about it. He it was, was from like, around the way. It was like, oh my god, my, that's my dude. Yeah. Like you look like my guy, like my homie from up the block. And I was, and at the at the time, it was it was changing and it was becoming okay. The NBA had a problem with it, but it was okay. They highlighted one game that he came to. Um, I can't remember if they had won or lost, but they had highlighted this game and he's leaving out and they're giving him his interviews rather. He's got his glasses on, he's got his cornrows on, he's got his chain, he's wearing an Eagles jersey with his number on it and his name in the back. Mm. Mind you, most players were coming in suit and tie. Not him. Not Iverson, no. No, I'm, I'm mm. from up the block. Respect me. So I didn't realize that because I noticed that players had started to change after a while and I just thought that. You know, times are changing. No, they didn't put a dress code on them. Yeah. <laughs> he forced now, them to change. The, I remember when that was a big deal. You can't have any tats. You can't have any cornrows. You can't have this. Da, 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 da. With the tats, I'm like, um, I'm sorry. Like, even the beards. Even the, the beards. beards. And I'm like, okay, you know what? Y'all, remember I mean, that I one? I like they were doing a little too much, okay? Yeah. Let the player have their freedom of expression. Now, they loosened up on the tattoos. What, what's his they name? They loosened up on the, um, with the hair and stuff I'm like sorry. that. I'm who's, sorry. Who's Mr. Sexy with the beard in, in the NBA right now? Uh, uh, you know who Harding. Are you talking about Harding? I don't know. He, 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 he plays for Houston? Let's look him up. Oh. That's, that's the beard. I mean, the that's beard. the beard guy because because actually he's getting those endorsements and that's the number one thing that he gets highlighted for for his beard. For exactly. His beard. And um, he looks like husband material. But not all players. <laughs> but that's another thing they would say. Not all players were going against that, and some were running with it. Like okay, they had to have a button down on. Yeah. They had to have the blazer yeah. on, and, yes. and they could wear their jeans. Yeah. And if you notice, LeBron, it's like, damn, where'd you get that play? Where'd you get that blazer from, brother? You you, you looking sharp now? Yeah. A lot of players didn't weren't upset with it, but others were kind of like, okay, even I was like, okay, so you're putting a, a regulation on on the dress. 
Like, now you're gonna tell me how I can and can't dress? Let's, like, let's not be ridiculous about it. Like, if, like, if I, if I may switch gears for a second here. I have read an article where in Virginia and in Louisiana, they were trying to put a bag on saggy jeans. Now, yes. don't, now don't get me wrong. I don't like seeing that no more than anybody else does. I Ditto. don't like it. I don't think it's cool. Ditto. I don't. But at the same time, I don't feel like the government should be putting regulations. If this is this how this individual wants to dress, they have a right to do so. And you leave it to the culture to, to, to correct you live it exactly so and that's up to exactly and you leave it at that and then i feel like that's just the beginning they start there i remember there was a school in jersey that banned hoodies yeah and i can't remember if it was before or after trayvon martin um it might have been but because remember that was a big thing too like people were just doing that to make a statement yes so it had to be after so and i'm like even they were interviewing some of the students they're like do you know how i survived with this in the winter time are you kidding well, here's the and, problem with the hoodie situation. Hoodies are like the national sports attire. Everybody wears hoodies, no matter what, t- if you're black, white, no matter what team you play saying. for. And that's what I'm saying. So I was like, you know, y'all are getting ridiculous. It's the, 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 granted, I understand where they're getting from with the saggy pants. But again, I don't feel like government has the right to interfere with the individual's choice of dress. Like, you're doing too much now. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, since when did we become communists, so to speak? Like, yeah. come on, like, no. Like, yeah. That you're doing too much. And so, again, you, you put a dress, because even some high schools have a dress code. Right. So, as far as I'm concerned, okay, the NBA put them on a dress code. And they were being targeted and, because, of course, you, you and know. I run, and see, my thing is, I would run with that dress code. Like, okay, um, Iverson. They said I must have a blazer. I'm going to have a jersey blazer. Yeah. They said I must wear a button down. I'm going to have the button down that I want. Like, I'm going to work within your dress code, but I'm going to do it my way. And I think, they again, they have to address the specific targeting, and they have to address the reason for the specific targeting. Because if you look at some of the stuff that even women wear. Well, even, well, again, switching gears for a second here. Sometimes I feel like they, they some things are going without precedent, and some things are. Yeah. All right. For instance, for what I understand, one year they had put um, a regulation on the ladies. Like, the ladies must wear a certain type of garment to the Grammys. Now, in a way, I wasn't too upset. Not really? certain, like, but they had put a limit on what they couldn't do. Oh, okay. Now, in the way, I'm kind of like, okay, you know what? I ain't too upset because nothing like the ladies. At one point, y'all was wilding at the yeah. Grammys. Okay? Like, y'all, y'all was doing Don't a little too much. And, and J-Lo kickstarted that with that Gucci dress. Yeah, okay? that's that was true. Tony came behind her the year after with her dress. Uh, Kim... Remember that time she was wearing nothing. And she just, she had just wore she just wore a pasty, which is right. ridiculous. And so again, this is where I'm like, okay, some I, I can't get too mad at you know the the, the powers that be within the Grammys because at one point the ladies y'all were doing way too much. Yeah, they were doing way too much. And way it's like, much. and I felt like at the same time, this still is a red carpeted event. You wouldn't go to the Oscars doing that. You wouldn't no. go to the Golden Globes doing that. No, like, let's not. So I feel like, and the fact that the Grammys felt the need to have to do that. You know. Well, because the music industry is a lot more eccentric and wilding out. Those are more, you know, Oscars and Golden Globes, of course, is a lot more formal. It's movie star where you can rock out in music and you can you can you can wear anything and whatnot. Now, okay, like, so, I mean, like, what's the child? Rose McGowan wore fishnets one time. Yeah, I don't. Uh, <laughs> And she was naked, but, but she was with Marilyn Manson at the time. And considering she's basic, how, she was naked. Yes. But considering who your counterpart is right now, we know his music and how he gets down. Yes. I'm like when you, especially when you said it's the music industry. So when Shady and them, or even Jay Z, at one point came in rocking velour suits. I didn't see you say nothing to them. Yes. I'm like, I'm sorry. There's Jordans and Uptowns and velour suits on the red carpet, but this is in compliance to their music. 
and 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 also just the, the so we all Grammy, knew, and we all knew Little Kim how she got down. So yeah. this is in compliance it's, to her it's, music. It's, it's Grammy. So it's music culture and Grammy culture as right. opposed so, to Academy Awards. So culture. in a way, I got it, but at the same time, it's like okay, if you're allowing them to express themselves and how they comply, you know, apply themselves with their music, the dress goes, the dress code goes with that. So I understood where the Grammys was coming from, but at the same time, I'm like, you can't have it both ways. Okay. That's true. Okay, so look, we're going to reel it back, and we're going to wrap it up. We're going to reel it all the way back to Shut Up and Dribble, because it's a must-see, folks. For all basketball fans out there, you will enjoy it. I promise you. It's going to take you back. It's going to take, take you back and remind you. Um, it, it, may even t- it took me back to my childhood sometimes, because I was in high school during Iverson's era, and it just <laughs> took me right back to that time. Yes. And watching him with such glory and just watching him do his thing and just being him. Yes. And, you know, Kobe, you know, they just steam, you know, the plays from back in the day and then coming into modern times now. The historical aspect of the, of the three-piece documentary is awesome. The, the message behind it is there. LeBron, I give you all the kudos in the world and I actually thank you yes. for doing this. Yeah, and, and and again, what a shout out to Laura Ingraham and again, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Shout yes. out. You inspired you actually inspired a whole documentary behind this. So go tell him to do something else so he can go give us another piece. Yeah. Just shut up and make a documentary about your history. <laughs> That's how you do it. Shut up and make a documentary about your history. And I and again I'm thinking about the two the two gentlemen, remember the 1968 Olympics during track that held up they, the black fix? How did I forget about that? They highlighted them too they and how, did. how they couldn't find work when they got home after. Yeah. Yeah. So all right, so guys, tune get the tune in to the Shut Up and Dribble. Tune in. Where can they see it? Uh, they got it on Showtime on demand. Okay. Um, they're see, probably going to be showing it over and over see again. See how but, we're helping you out, Showtime. But it's definitely on Showtime <laughs> on demand. And um, I mean, nowadays where can't you find it? So I know, be, right? It'll, okay, it'll be around. No, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm definitely going to tune I in. I figured now. it probably won't take it long before Netflix will get its hands on it too. So. Oh wow. Or yes. Hulu. One or Hulu. Oh yes. One of them will. Somebody, but just go see Shut Up and Dribble. Shout out to LeBron James. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We have gotten into it for She's Sporting 2.0. This is where we think beyond the athletics. We talk the athletics. We think through it. We argue. We trash talk. This is what we do. So listen, when you go to the comments, express yourself. Be kind. Be nice. Be classy. Take the example of LeBron James when he responded to Laura Ingraham. So comment. Like, hit the bell, share, get into it. But be classy. Keep it classy, folks. Thank you for tuning in for She's Sporting 2.0. We will see you next time. Please tune in. See you later. Bye-bye.
Okay, let's get into our topic today. We're going to talk about athletes in general, but we want to talk about just the, not only just the career of the average athlete, we want to get into what it means to be an athlete, what it takes to maintain a career outside of the physicality. Things like a morals clause, the conduct, um, the social responsibility of an athlete. Are they role models? Um, the legal, you know, what role does the NFL, the NBA, the National Baseball League, National Hockey League, what role does the league play in the personal and private behavior of the athlete? Because now there are there are private entities and companies that actually go in and train athletes in business organization, how to deal with groupies, because that's a big deal. I want to talk about, I, look, I already have my situation with that because, you know, when a groupie becomes a wife, <laughs> you know, because she happens to be with child. <laughs> and I, as, a, as women, I want to get into it because I'm a woman, no shade towards women, but I, I want to talk about these things, you know, just everything has to do with what it means to, I, I, I'm sitting here, I had my list here of everything that has to do with, yeah, just, you know, wearing tattoos and stuff like that and dress code and, you know, who, how, how these leagues will make money or how they benefit off of the image or maintaining whatever they want to maintain with these assets. Because you know what? You know, there's also that whole $40 million slave situation. You know, what happens with... Okay, so what has prompted this? Lately, in the whole blogosphere, Scottie Pippen and his wife are splitting. Okay? So... Everyone has these different commentaries on Scottie Pippen. You know, Scottie Pippen, of course, he played with the Bulls. He was the right-hand man of the great Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And um, I feel that, you know, I, I, he better be in that Hall of Fame, too. He absolutely. All, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, every team member who won the championship with what, uh, from Jordan within the bowl years for Chicago should definitely be in the Hall oh, of Fame. Oh, yes. Yes. Even, even, even though Michael you know did his thing he was not alone he, he was not alone. He had, yes and yes. unlike today where the athlete will leave to get the ring or go to where they know that That's they can what, yes the bulls brought jordan to them like he bought the they brought the talent to him like okay what does what do we have to surround around this play in order for us to win right see and we talked about that where you know what does it take to build a team a team whether it be football whether it be basketball you have to have different people you know, whoever's playing whichever position, if you're really good at that, you know, yes. Like, you take my, uh, you, you take uh, Magic Johnson. He was a forward, he was a center, and a point guard. So he could play all the different positions, but he still needed a strong team because he did. There were times when he did all three in one not game. Not for nothing. It was Riley who came to him. He's like, he came to his house. I saw this on the 30-30. Really? For 30, he said he came to his house, and he sat him down and told him, he's like, okay, next season I'm moving you to point. Yeah. And, but I also need you to take shots too. Yeah. Because, 
again, you, you, that that is exactly what you. So let's. But remember, point guards weren't always that big back then. No, they weren't because they they weren't they didn't have to be as tall. Mm-hmm. So there you have it. So now you have Magic Johnson right along Norm Nixon, who's doing this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a beautiful time in basketball. Kareem right in the middle. If you uh, got a, there's a mistake right there, he's there to fix uh, it. Skyhook himself, and then you had all these varieties of forwards that came in. That just just made that team delicious. Anyway, <laughs> my hometown. Okay, so back to Scottie Pippen. Okay, now him, like many many other athletes. I mean, are we gonna go there today? Are we really gonna get into it? Or do, are we gonna be safe? Because there's there's all. There's, if we're gonna get into it, there is no being safe on this topic. So if you want to go there, I mean, how how, did, how are you gonna be safe about it? Okay. There's so many, and, and he wouldn't be the first. It, He's right? not going to be the last. That's what I'm saying. Here's the thing. Um, like many basketball players, okay, let, let's go down the demographic of what this, because this is typical of what he's going through. You, uh, And we're not just limiting it, limiting it to basketball. This is basketball, football, what have you. So you have what is called the... The, the 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 athlete um you have the athlete um who's big tall and strong right mm-hmm. and typically the type of wife that they get usually it's a black athlete and the type of wife that they get um you know it's you know where'd she come from she was a groupie was she maybe not but is this was she a career woman working, making her own money before you get with this person who is a high paid, famous athlete? I, not that that's impossible, but it's very difficult to do. What do you mean? What, what's difficult to do? If you are a career woman with your own agenda and your own um, segueing your path in life and you get um, and you marry an athlete. Mm hmm. I, not that it's impossible. I find that it might be very, very difficult to maintain both okay. because he needs help. He needs support. He needs that. And as your, as his wife, yes, you should be, you should be there to help that too. But at the same time, as a marriage, you're going together. So when you have off season, I need you to be there to support me and my endeavors and whatever it is that I'm doing at the same time. His off season is a very small period of time, depending on what sport he's playing. So. It's kind of hard to do both. And, and, you know, it's funny because we focus on the athlete. That's minimal, in my opinion, to be married to the athlete. Yeah. Was, I would sooner marry. I, I, it's funny because I was just telling this to a friend of mine the other day. Okay. I would sooner marry an athlete before I marry the coach. Why is that? Because his career is my career. Well, as the, co- as the coach's wife. Honey, that's you have no career. Your career is his career. Well, okay. You so, go where he goes. Coaches okay. don't always stay on teams for decades at a time. Sometimes they jump from one city to the next, from one uh, team to the next, and you gotta be able to pick up and move, what whatever about, that may be. What about the athlete? That that as well. Players get traded all the time, and you gotta pick up and be ready to move. So again, as that woman who has that career on her, on her own, 
is your career mobile? Is your career where you can just jump up and follow him and move from place to place and still maintain your career? That's so true. Sometimes it's not impossible. I just find it to be just a little. I would think it would be a little bit more difficult yes. to maintain your career married to the athlete at the same time. For a coach's wife, I feel like it's damn near impossible. Yeah, because you can't you can't be this executive at this Fortune 500 you, 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 unless Fortune you're 500. in the business with him. Yeah, like if you're a lawyer in the business or you're. Um, an assistant manager or yeah. something like that and yeah. you can move about or something like that yeah. because yeah. that's nothing everything moves so you gotta be able to pick up and move as the time comes and if you're a lawyer at this firm and you pick up and move to this city but you can't find um, any employment even at the DA's office yes but your husband but you also gotta be on that field or on that court <laughs> every weekend or every Sunday or every other day in basketball supporting your husband these things are supposed to be and then the kids attach with you <laughs> Well, here's the interesting thing. It says, you know, that Larsa, is that her name? Larsa and Scottie Pippen are getting divorced again. This is their second time divorcing within two years. Now, I there was um, the the 911 call of, of domestic violence, and he's in the background, and obviously they're having an argument. Um, and I'm trying to think, uh, I'm trying to see here if, if there's also, uh, an age difference. Um, but here's the thing though. Again, this is the prototype. The athlete marries this really pretty girl. Uh, if it's a black athlete, they tend to be, shall I say it? Shall I say it? I mean, listen, this is also. Okay, go ahead. Say it. Well, no, listen. Do they tend to go for they don't okay if you want to go there they don't stick with us the majority of the time as black women and that's so so they I, marry non-black women and listen at this day and age I don't want to pick at that okay because it's 2018 folks everybody's mixed in some kind of way you know what well, I mean let's it, go through no, our no, dance. it's our, good no no it's good okay so the idea that because they they here's the thing they've been, had the option and the privilege of doing this for decades and now that black women are now not that we're going to get into this black women are now they're also dating out it's become an issue then it goes back to that so no but what I'm what I'm trying to get at is that it's always been the prototype which is which has also stirred the controversy within our community Oh, when a, a black man gets successful, he marries out and he goes away from us. But the idea is, is that there's this prototype. Now, I again, I, I, I'm not trying to pass judgment on Larsa. Um, not trying to do that. I'm just trying to say that Larsa fits that prototype of what the athlete married, the black athlete marries. They, they get this really pretty girl, whether she be a groupie, she could be a model, she could be somewhere entertainment or just hanging around and they get married right mm -hmm. here's the thing they start off dating right and if she gets if she gets pregnant right so he has a choice either he's gonna marry her or it's child support time right but when they get married and I, look let me throw Cam Camelo Anthony in there with Lala okay because they've gotten divorced Am I correct on that? Yes. <clears throat> and so, again, it's the same type of prototype that this is what's happening. Again. So, but here's the thing that I want to point to. She's calling the police based on domestic violence. Now, we don't know if it's true, you know, that he hit her or whatnot. I'm not saying that it's true. I don't know that that, that would be true. 
But here's the thing. Do you think that the in his case, it's not going to be an issue because it's the NF, you know, it's the um, NBA. He's not playing. There's nothing on the line for him. But if you dealt with an NBA player, let's say this happened to Steph Curry. Okay, is his career at stake because that happened? <clears throat> his career as an uh, as a player. Mm, not so much because he's under contract with Golden State, so that contract will be will have to be fulfilled one way or another, and he's a key player on that team, so he will play. But uh, I guess what is that? Smart Water, you can say about that. Uh, what was that? Chase, you can say about that. Are you talking? Um, about those are endorsements. Endorsements. You're, you can still play ball, but as far as your endorsements go, you can say about those. Okay. So here's the a very wise man said that your talent. Will, will is responsible for probably 10% of your success. But your character, it's the 90%. Case in point, Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods, his talent got him the first 100 million, but it was his character that got him the other 900 million in endorsements. And in so when that scandal came out with all him, all these women, all the endorsements went away. Way, yes. And all of that, I, the majority of his fortune got dwindled down to practically nothing because then he had to get ha- half of it to his wife, Elon. And again, she fits the prototype. You know, she was basically a, na- a blonde-haired Scandinavian nanny. That I was like, you know, and I was like, I don't know if I, I'm not mad at Elon. You know, she was married to him. And it's like, you know, I'm pretty sure she didn't go into that marriage. Maybe she went into the marriage because of the whole, you know, the prestige, power, the fame, the money. But I'm pretty sure, I don't think anyone marries a man um, who's going to sleep with other women. I, I, I just... You know who your husband is before you said I do. I truly uh-oh. and honestly believe that. Uh-oh. You know, unless he seriously pulled the wall over your eyes, you know who this individual is. Uh-oh. You know his past. You know if, if, if any type of woman, before she walks down out of the aisle and says I do, has did her homework on this man before she did that. So you know, at least I would hope that she did. So you know somewhat of what you're getting into. Uh-oh. On top of that, you're marrying a freaking athlete for crying out loud. They got women coming at them every which way. Entertainers are even worse. Give me a break. Now, again, the responsibility of saying no, under, uh, the the responsibility of knowing that I have a wife, I'm in a committed relationship, I'm like, like you have this, that falls on him. Yeah. So, once it's all said and done, and again, you know who you're married to, and you know what is expected and what as a possibility to happen when you go down this road. Okay, so look. All right, let's, let me ask this. Okay. That all that sounds very private though, right? Mm-hmm. That's all private. You're married to a public figure. Okay, all right, good. Thank you for saying that. So here comes my next question. Let's piggyback on that. Is that why the NFL has to, to do something? You know, there's been a couple of football players that have been caught with in the domestic violence situation. Is the NFL responsible or NBA or is any sports league responsible for the for doing something or suspending a player? Hello, Michael Vick. If it if, do they have any and again, it has nothing to do what, what happened with them happened off the field. You see what I'm saying? But, but you okay, so just like with any 
corporation, organization, anything, when you sign on to work with somebody, I'm sure they all have a work clause. Morals clause. A morals clause and stuff that you cannot do. So certain, and then some have a, a very, um, what do you call it, a very strict policy. Some are more flexible than others. But if you, you signed it, you knew when you signed on with this organization or this company or what have you that this is what we expected of you, and then you turn around and you did this, there's going to be a price to pay, whether it's your job, whether it's a fine, whether it's, you know, there's going to be something that you're going to have to pay. And that's with any job, whether you're an athlete or the average Joe. Okay, so wait. All right. I'm going to take that. Okay. But wait, I'm not done yet. Okay, sorry. So it's okay. So, for instance, since you, since you use the NFL, Mr. Ray Rice, <laughs> was it any of our business what had went down between them? However, yeah. we got that plain as day on video. You dragged that poor child out the elevator. Right, right. So, I was going to say, yeah. Um, so, I mean, at that point, what do you really expect the NFL to do? They have to react to that. Why? What do you mean, why? It, it, You're, granted, you wasn't in the Ravens uniform when you did it. However, you are part of the Ravens organization. And right. we have a clause. And our players can't be running around doing things like this. Because it's about the image. Yes, yes. Okay, okay if you want to go there. So, yes, you, you must maintain some type of structure okay so behavioral structure uh, okay Okay. cool so let let me let me okay let's take even something that has nothing to do with another individual (laughs) poor plexico okay honey clearly you was nobody but a danger to your damn self more so than anybody else oh oh, and he's the one that shot himself yes okay all right so right because because but you lost two years of your life for that right okay and then mike michael vick Again, you caught, you got caught out there by your own people, baby. Because I mean, personally, but I that feel don't like have nothing to do with how the, the, what you do for a living. But now does the and well, it is, but now wait wait now in both those cases in both those cases, um, something that ha- that the organization as a whole, the NFL, has nothing to do with and cannot interfere with something called the law, right? Now, I feel like Plaxico probably would have got a fine and a slap on the wrist. Had Bloomberg not got involved because of the gun issue, you know how New York is on their gun policies. It's not a game, and yeah. you had that gun out here. Yeah. Now the last one who tried to escape that was Peterty. Yeah. And he has to, that was another story within itself. But again, that was a big, big to do. You know how New York is with their gun policies, baby. Why are you coming out here with one of those, no license, no gun, whatever the story may be? So. Again, that now at this point, the NFL can't do anything for you because, again, this is outside of this is the law. Yeah. Now, had Bloomberg not gotten involved, that judge probably just would have slapped him on the wrist, gave him a fine, maybe a couple hours of community service, and that would have been that. No, because the mayor got involved. No, I now I have to respond. Oh, I wow. gotta make a res- I gotta make an example out of you. Oh no, and I mean, and, it, and of course, it ch- well, other than the fact that you know. Aside from the bullet in the leg, you got to recover from that. Now, cruelty. Now, in Michael Vick's case, cruelty to animals. You already know that is a big to do in this country. Yeah, you already know because animal activists up the yin yang up the like. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but again, there's another. This is another issue to do that NFL cannot come and save you from. Yeah. You're gonna have to face this one. Yeah. Okay. So let let let's go back to my example with Steph Curry. I asked, can Steph Curry? Will, will he lose his such and such and He'll such and such? He'll lose everything except for playing time. Okay, so there you go. So they value. But when that, but, but when that contract is up, Golden State is well in their right not to renew it. Right, but they will because they we don't know that. But here's my thing. But there's always somebody young. Okay, coming. and we're not saying that Steph Curry did anything. Oh, well, wrong. yeah, yes, yes, yes. We're just using That's, this as a prime example. He's an example. But my point is, is that 
if a league values a player like Steph Curry, who's 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 the hottie with the beard? Uh, uh, Irving. Yeah, the one uh, that plays for Houston. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that would be her. that would be Harding. <laughs> that would be Harding. There's just so many thoughts when it comes now to that's that beard. A, that's a character for you, man. Right? <laughs> or Marshawn Lynch or anybody. Okay, look. Here's my thing. If the league values you enough, okay, if they value you enough, they'll say, oh, even if you get caught out there with the law and whatever, okay, as soon as you finish, you come right on back now, you hear? Sometimes it may not take all that. <clears throat> Big Ben. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but but here's my... Talk about a cover. I talk about, oh, the... the uh, what oh. is it? The value of the player. Okay, wait. Oh, oh, oh look, look. Now, see, right there. Let, I love it when she says things like that because immediately... We've been talking about black athletes. Let me throw out Tom Brady. Ooh. What do you think would happen to him if he even if it was a DUI? Not to say that Tom Brady, Tom Brady has done nothing wrong. I, he's just an example. Oh, not 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 on his wife on the game. Go ahead. See, I, now I didn't say you did, Jessica, you said he did Jessica, nothing wrong. You you sat out six games for this, uh, right? But but did okay. So that's, he did nothing domestically wrong. We'll put it that domestically way. Domestically wrong. Okay, but here's my thing. But but okay, let's go there. The thought is that he cheated, but guess what? He's still playing, and no one is going to, yeah. And he still got that ring. He still got that ring, and no one's going to bother Tom Brady. But for the most part, outside of that, Brady keeps his nose clean. He does. He but, knows what he got on the line. And right? not for nothing, he got, not for nothing, I mean, no homo, but he got a fly-ass wife. So yes. if you out there, I don't know what to tell you, bro. Do you see what you got at home? I don't know what to tell you. Well, yeah, I mean, he's going home to fly uh, Giselle Bunchen. He's going home to her. So, all right, let's 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 switch gears, okay? Because we could go on and on. We're we're trying to be concise. I'm just big, you know, full disclosure. We're trying to be concise. What type of stats? You know, there's an article that came out. This is winners and losers in NFL this week. Do you have any stats? Do you want to go through? These particular winners and losers. You pull up the article. The article's right here. Okay, so they say that a winner, welcome to the NFL, Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins. It's pretty hard to tell. Nick Mullins announcing himself as a pro quarterback on Thursday night against Oakland Raiders. Okay. All right. So, so, so we're just going through this list, ladies and gentlemen, right? Okay. Because we're, 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 this, is, this is our version of stats this week. Right. Um, and as these players are, again, I, I keep thinking as we go through this, you know, is it okay for players to have tattoos and locks? Obviously, it doesn't apply to everybody. No, I think it depends on the organization. Each organization has its different rules and regulations, and um, you know, proper grooming, if you call it, of what they, of what they what are, if what they don't. What, what if it's just cultural style? I mean, you, you might take somebody who's a Samoan. There was a couple of Samoan players. They had all that beautiful thick hair that 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 would go under that that helmet, and then you have some. I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, Marshawn Marshawn Lynch has locks. 
Mm-hmm. Had him, yes. Yes, and then you have some. But then here's the other thing. Well, I mean, with, I don't think the NFL pretty much cares. I mean, we see some wild hair in the NFL, so I don't think that's one of the organizations that, and uh, that yeah. really cares. So I mean, we see some wild hair. We've seen the um the the the, the beards that require a comb. We've seen. Oh the, my god. <laughs> we've seen the um. I mean, everybody loves um ODB's beautiful like his his yes. mohawk with his <laughs> with his fire red tips at the end, like yeah. his, uh, like his frosted tips and stuff like that. So um. I think back in the day there was a code of of uh how do you say there was a code of um of uh grooming yes. you know you didn't you, there weren't many beards there were there were barely mustaches back in the day because maybe and, um cuz I'm cut well, here's the thing. Also in basketball, because again, maybe because of the the, the the audience they were appealing to, it's an American sport, and maybe it's a lot more white bread. But now it's like, look, if you can just get the butts in the seats, if you can play and get the butts in the seats, okay, go ahead. And that's what I think in terms of like again, OBD, he stepped on the on the on the field that way. You know, and then if they can capitalize off of that, like once the Giants made him the franchise player, you mm-hmm. know, they, they, they ran off of his look and his persona and his what you yeah. can do with that. So I think it also depends on the individual. But to pay to, like, especially tattoos, I mean, come on now. And look at Birdman for crying out loud. The yeah. dude's a coloring book for, come on. Like, can I do I a just, throwback? Remember, what's his name? Oh, I can't think of his name. Dennis Rodman? Oh boy, yeah, that was the that was the beginning. That was the beginning. That was the beginning. Of, I mean, that wasn't just tattoos. That was dyed hair, piercings, the whole nine. But like as long he, as he was he, dunking. He exactly. I don't think the Bulls gave a damn. Like they he broke the barrier <laughs> down for any other NFL for any other athlete, period. Yeah. To want to come out with any sense of style if they wanted to. Okay. And, and the, like even it didn't even <laughs> take um Appearances. Remember Victor Cruz get out there and he threw the south side after every um <laughs> after 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 every um touchdown. So I mean yeah, and remember when they were coming at him, coming at certain players to say you can't dance in the end zone, you have to. Yeah, and what happens? They still do whatever they, they want to do, do at the end zone. Yeah, please, they give it, balls away. Talk about I pay that fine. It's all right because you know they got to pay for that. I didn't know that. Yes, that, they got to pay. You, that's the NFL's property, and you just give it away. See. I see a, a, a very or, or, or um or owner or the owner's probably like is they they travel with their equipment right so you just gave one of our balls away yes you will be paying for that. oh no okay all right okay so we're reading off again we're just looking up stuff on the internet here and we're just reading stuff. all right so look they say that a loser this week Detroit's offensive line is a train wreck do we concur with this Detroit offensive line happens to be a train wreck well it says minnesota racked up 10 sacks oh like if you if you, if you can't protect your quarterback that's a problem <laughs> that, that's a serious problem so yes i don't i wouldn't even call that a train wreck that's a disaster <laughs> okay winner a catastrophe <laughs> winner deshaun watson leads texans to six straight win yes do we like him is he cute He's got, look at all the tats he has. See, no one cares about his tats because he's winning. Okay? Not violating any laws. Loser. Uh-oh. This is Sierra's husband, Russell Wilson's rookie mistake sinks Seahawks. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. <sighs> what do we think about this? What are our thoughts? 
also want the Seahawks win down my team to the fourth quarter. Ooh, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, listen, they're not going after them for no reason. Yeah, I mean, you, you, turnovers like that same thing is what cost you the Super Bowl. That was, I think, in 2015. Yeah, uh, was it? Oh, yes. I want to say yes. Yeah, that was All right, that Russell. And y'all could have went two for a row against the Patriots. Come on now. No, th- th- okay, let's get out to our audience. What was his crime this week? What was his crime? Let's read that. Russell's, uh, what was it? He, a couple of successful runs to set up a first down and on their own 39-yard um, line, Wilson committed a rookie mistake. Staring down at his first read and throwing uh, so he threw turnovers like okay, all right. Like listen, they're not coming at them for no reason. And again, the turnovers will cost you the Super Bowl. So you should have mastered that by now as to not make that mistake anymore. All right. So again, everyone's in love with the Pats, <laughs> and they keep turning lemons into lemonade. Hush. Uh, uh okay. She doesn't want to even get into the what, why the Pats. Are doing I'm so like well. Rogers, just let them just. Uh. Oh yeah. I'm so like, what? what Green Bay. Well, is okay. So what happened? Why? Why? Why are they hailing the Pats this week? Well, not for nothing. Again, you beat Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, yeah. and badly. I think that was a thirty-one to seventeen game. Ouch. Yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's a, that's. But keep scrolling. I'm I'm, I'm serious. I'm curious to what they um. For the big game this week. Oh, okay. I mean, oh, am I going forward or backwards? Okay. Go forward. Go forward. Okay. Mm, no, that wasn't it. Keep going. There's a big game this week, and I wanted to see if they... No, this is just the, all the different... Win- the- I w- and I want to see if they called uh, a winner for... Oh, okay. But, okay, so here's the thing. That's not it. Keep going. No, we'll see. Wait, yeah, we're... Screwed. Here it is. Yes. Here it is. The, under- the undefeated Rams got taken out by the Saints <laughs> today. <laughs> All right. 45 to 35. Okay. Okay. So they said, oh, loser, Marcus Peters stinks. Yeah. Okay. So you uh, see, there, there's, there's, okay. So again. I think that's a bit harsh, but. It's a little harsh. harsh but I mean, okay. it doesn't stink. It doesn't stink. It's not too bad. Right. All right. So, all right. I'm, I'm just going to just move forward. All right. Julio Jones finally scored the touchdown. I mean, now he was having a little difficulty, but I mean, he's Julio Jones. Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan's gonna find him one way or another. Uh oh. Okay, and so that doesn't sound encouraging. That sounds very, very encouraging. That's his number one receiver all the time. Okay. Problem is, sometimes I mean, everybody knows that that's the issue, so they might double him at times. Oh, okay. I thought you said find him or fire. No, I said he's gonna find him one way or another oh, on the field. He's See, that was him. my bad. That no, was no, my bad. No, he's gonna find him one way or another. So, um, all right. So I can keep going. Plus, the Jets are heartbreaking. Oh, the poor Jets. Do we know who they are anymore? Hush, 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 hush. Oh, they're, sorry. They'll get there. At one point, New York will bleed green. All right. Okay. All right. So, all right. So. Do you want to do this one or? What is this, Kansas City Chiefs? See, Kansas City is always a, a touch and go for me because that was my former coach, Andy Reid. That's there. Really? Yes, yes. He used oh. to um, coach for the Eagles. And um, everybody knew that he was going to leave that year because um, his son had uh, passed away over those. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? So, and we knew he wasn't going to stay in Philadelphia after that. And he'd been there for a long time, like back from when McNabb was playing. Okay. And um, 
Yeah, when he so we knew at the end of that season that he was gonna leave in. For when I stand, um, Michael Vick and his son were also very tight too. Okay. So I knew if Andy if Andy Reid wasn't staying in Philly, Vick wasn't gonna stay in Philly either. Okay. So we knew that that was, um, finally the uh, well, I guess you could say out with the old like the Andy Reid era officially over. Okay. Now, now where the Eagles leading into? Okay, cool. All but right. now, so now he's at the Kansas City. You know, he wasn't doing too bad. I mean, defense looked awesome at one point. Like they, I, it, it killed me. I think this was uh, two seasons ago. They were playing up against Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And all game, they held, they held Pittsburgh to field goals the whole night. <laughs> the game ended, I think, seventeen to sixteen. Okay. All he had to do was score. All Alex Smith had to do was score. And they would have been on their way. Because my whole thing was, that's when they met up with the Patriots. Patriots weren't going to penetrate Kansas City defense. At least I didn't think so. Okay. So I needed them to go. The Pittsburgh Steelers, and they won against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I didn't think that they would get through Kansas City's defense. Because Kansas City's defense was very strong at that point. Okay. Again, you held Pittsburgh to nothing but field goals all night. All they had to do was score. (laughs) Alex Smith couldn't get a receiver I got him down the field. He just couldn't get him in the end zone. It was killing me. Can you imagine watching football with Jessica, ladies and gentlemen? Can you imagine watching football with her? Oh, you should have seen me last year at the Super Bowl. I had a nice little Super Bowl party. My team, the Eagles, was in there. I couldn't contain myself. Oh, my God. You know, okay. This and is- that weekend, we were in Philly. It was crazy. We went out there, got tattoos, got some Philly cheesesteak. It was awesome. We hung. It was my niece's birthday, her 20th, so we went out there. I got her her tattoo. We got to enjoy the city of Philly for a little bit and to enjoy the city of Philly while Philly's in the Super Bowl. What? This was awesome. We almost didn't want to leave. My sister was like, do we have to? I'm like, we got a party plan. We got to go home. <sighs> like, we got We kind of got to go home. Halfway through the party, she pulls me to the side. She goes, you know, it's a great party. I'm having a good time, but I kind of wish we would have stayed. <laughs> By the end of the night, as I'm flinging myself in circles around our TV, at one point she says, Jesse, look at And I froze. It's like, what is she screaming? She's like, look at Philly. And I turned around and looked at the TV. was like... Okay, if we stayed, we wasn't getting home. Okay, now listen, <laughs> I'm already going to pitch this. For the upcoming Super Bowl, we need to be podcasting while the Super Bowl's on, especially right before halftime, right after, and going into the end of the game. And then we need cameras to see how wild <laughs> Jessica gets with her people. Or with anyone around. I think that that's an experience that people need to understand. They need to get that experience. I'm just going to... Well, th- you know, I, I, you're not, you'll get the experience, but you're not going to get it like you got it if one of my teams is in it. Like, when Pitts... When, well, who do you when think? Tom Brady scored, I was a nervous wreck. I was like, what is going on, y'all? Like, right now, Brady and... You know... My cousins would tell... They were not my cousins. Um, One of my friends in attendance, they was like, yo, listen, Philly got this. Relax. The, the momentum's there. Like, Philly's going to win. It's okay. But I... As long as that clock was running, like I'm like, do understand we're going up against Brady and the Patriots here. Okay, we so cannot wait. sleep. Okay, so wait. I don't think people know who your team is. I don't think we established that. Who is your team for football? Yes, my team is the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay, but being a New Yorker, I always have a New York team that I root for. Okay, and that would be the New York Jets. Okay, all right, fine. So, what about the Giants? No, no. Okay, all right. Well, we'll discuss. The Jets and the Giants on a totally separate podcast. That's fine. Because we need to understand that particular dichotomy there. Well, I'll give you that right now. It was a player that brought me there. I followed Donald McNabb's career all through Syracuse. And when the Eagles picked him up, I went too. 
Okay, so McNabb went to. He went. He got picked up by the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles. Okay. First draft pick, quarterback, All American, coming out of Syracuse, right to the Eagles. And okay. I, when he went there, I went there too. But I'm not a fair weather fan. I've never been. So when he left, I just stayed loyal to the team. Okay. I, again, we're we gonna go through this Giant and Jets situation, so we can break down. You know, because you, you know, I always wonder. It's interesting when I see one particular state. I know it's by city, but. When you have two different teams in one area, like New York, you know, Jets and Giants, I'm like, well, you know, who do you root for? What's the you're, purpose? You're saying, you're saying that to me? You're saying that to me? Yes. Okay. You got the Clippers, you got the Lakers, you got the Dodgers, you got the Angels, you got the Rams right now, and you got the Chargers not too far away, and you're asking me to compare, like, between the Jets yeah, and the okay, okay, LA. Okay. I mean, how many teams does California have as a whole? Listen. I don't mind if we do an entire show on those types of dichotomies because it's like, look, I'm, me, I'm just going to be like And you stole our Dodgers from us, so let's keep that in mind. Too. We didn't steal the Dodgers. I know, I know, I know. I'm, I'm just, I know. I, and when because I look back at the dynasty for that, it was like, you know, they didn't want to give them anything. Yes. L- LA gave them everything. So yes. Like, so a piece of me is not angry. Yes. That they left. However, LA also, was the cleanup team. You know how a cleanup woman we was the cleanup team, you know. You, you know, they, they were. Look, look. The Dodgers was in a an abusive relationship <laughs> with Brooklyn. So, so we came along and we we took care of things. All right, now look. Here's what we're gonna do. Why is she doing that? Why is she taking a picture of me? I don't mind if she takes pictures of herself because she's gorgeous. But are you all beautiful? Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. Whatever. Okay, look. So here's what we're gonna do, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to wrap up this particular episode of She Sporting 2.0. Again, look at uh, the, the the TV show that's going to be coming. We're going to be running the pilot. We are currently in the process of getting ready to film, and I'm excited. So, um, yes, thank you for tuning in. We, we're just rambling. We're, talk, we're trash talking. We're doing all this type of stuff. But it is time for us to end and we will go back to sports. We'll be looking at sports. And look, just, again, comment, like us, you know, turn on that notification. All right. Um, please, please stay tuned. And then we will see you on the next one. Say goodbye, Jesse. Take it easy, fellas. See, take, it, take it easy, everyone. And see, see you next time. There you go. Thank you. Bye. Uh, uh. I got a tendency to come up real strong. Nowadays ain't shit fun the phone really feel wrong She intentional with drama Knowing they satisfied and gets her way soon as a pillow We both contribute to the product When I ain't with the stress and all I need is something I can feel on Girl, I'm looking for some trouble